Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Chu. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, May 12, 2023. It's Friday. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to play the fucking music. Let's go. guys i'm i'm here but i'm not really here so i'm here so i'm bringing you a show today that's not going to be about current events necessarily but it is going to be very interesting some things i've been looking up and doing some research on so i figured today would be a good day to do it give you something to ponder over the weekend as you listen to this podcast and watch your television shows and play on your computers and and what not so before we get into it all let's talk about our other sponsor to the show christian lawson watches check them out at christianlawson.com use promo code dtom at checkout get 30 percent off your purchase price mother's day is this weekend so we've missed that boat guy sorry Hopefully you bought your wife or your girlfriend or your mom or your whatever, your stepmom, you know, your aunt, whatever. Something nice, some flowers, take her out to dinner, take her out to lunch, whatever the case may be. And uh, have a have a great weekend with the ones you love. Uh, but with that being said, Father's Day is right around the quarter, ladies, so you can show your husband up and go to Christian Laws and watches. At ChristianLawson.com, use promo code DTOM at checkout, 30% off. All right, guys. Also, uh, if you're following us on social media, great. If you're not, do so at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. 
We're also on the Twitter machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, if you're not on social media, that's fine. I don't blame you. Uh, check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From each of those entities, you can message the show. You can subscribe, follow us. I won't spam you with a bunch of emails. You won't get a bunch of crap. You'll get show updates. You'll get stuff like that. On Facebook, we post some memes. We have uh, listeners that post other stuff, and that's fine. So uh, follow us there. You can add your two cents if you if you so choose. And like I said, you can message the show from any of those situations. And uh, if you have any questions, concerns, stories in your areas, in your country, uh, shoot them this way. All right. Also, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please follow the show. Subscribe, whatever it is, and uh, help us out. And then more importantly also, or equally as important, I should say, make sure you're following or you're sharing with your friends and uh, tell them about how awesome this small, weird little podcast is and how great it is. How great it really is. Yeah, I'd really like to get some traction going. We're doing decent. We're doing decent. But um, I refuse to pay to, to promote the show. Um, and I refuse to charge you guys for listening to this <laughs> awesomeness that it is. But uh, with your guys' help, I could really we could really get this thing going and expand this show as much as possible. So, with that being said, I have a question to ask you. Do you know who Hendrix G. Los is? And who is he? Have you ever heard the name? Have you ever heard about Patton US 601-7302A? It's a patent for subliminal acoustic manipulation of the nervous system. And you might be thinking, okay, cool. (laughs) What does that got to do with me? Well, to put it bluntly, in earlier times, it was easier to control one million people than to physically kill one million people. Today, obviously, it's infinitely easier to kill one million people than to control one million people. Zbigniew Zebronski, primary organizer of the Trilateral Commission and Jimmy Carter's National Security Advisor, said that. Is he right? Is he right? <laughs> With the invention of the of atomic weapons, weapons and uh, powerful nerve agents, it truly is easier for a bad actor <clears throat> with those capabilities to kill one million people than to control them. Those weapons of mass destru- uh, of mass death were pro- were proliferated and refined over decades to become the omnipresent danger they currently are, allowing for full effort to be focused on weapons of control. Since it is easier to kill one million people than people than control them, there must be even more of an effort to create and refine weapons of control uh, for good reasons. The implications of mass genocide is undeniable and so obviously catastrophic that the blowback from such an attack would be uncontrollable for those in power. Weapons of control are much more subtle and harder to identify and cloaked in a manner that can provide a plausible deniability. 
it is common knowledge that advertising agencies have used subliminal advertising techniques for decades. Some of these subliminal have played on the sub-perceptual auditory or visual nature of our sense. A first example that we have is from the Bush-Gore election. The Bush campaign used an ad that it preempts the Gore health care plan with the word rats just after talking about the Gore prescription plan. <clears throat> Another example was uh, during an episode of Food Network's Iron Chef during which a McDonald's ad spliced in the flame, uh, frame that is above the level of the keen perception. Um, <clears throat> it is said that the subliminal nature, uh, nature of these ads are obviously under closer inspection, but their mind-altering techniques are basic when compared to more advanced nature of the 25th frame. The human eye is believed to only be capable of perceiving 24 frames per second when watching a video. If an image or message is spliced into the 25th frame of a second during a video, it'll bypass the conscious mind and be stored in the subconscious. The depth of influence that simple auditory or visual subliminal messages um, <clears throat> seem easy to spot, and most think they have a negligible effect on our conscious or subconscious. However, the effect of these messages can be amplified depending on the state of your brain. Our brain waves are, in the simplest terms, just electrical impulses between our neurons. These neurons communicate with each other in different prescribed frequencies and influence our reactions, emotions, and behaviors. These frequencies are commonly known as delta, theta, <laughs> delta, theta, theta, uh, alpha, beta, and gamma waves. Now, each of these waves are broke down by, by hertz, okay? So, the delta is a 0.1 to 3 hertz. Experience in the brain waves during deep non-REM sleep. Ideal state for hippo, <laughs> hypnotherapy and where subconscious is the most susceptible. Also, the dominant brain wave infants experience in the first 12 months of life. Theta, 4 to 7 hertz, common in the zone between awake and sleep state, often experienced when about to fall asleep and just after waking up. Also present very uh, during very relaxed states of minds, especially during med meditation. Theta waves are more common in awake states in prepubescent children and commonly in around the age of 13. Alpha, which is 8 to 15 hertz, most common state of mind, that uh, mentally healthy adults experience during the day. Happiness happens uh, during calm focus and allows the mind to mentally coordinate thoughts and tasks at hand at a normal rate. Beta, 16 to 30 hertz, presents uh, present during times of keen focus and high alertness. Anxious states of mind lie in a beta wave range. Beta wave mindsets can be broken down into more segmented distributions in low, mid, and high sets. Overall, beta wa uh, waves are present during analytical thinking and processing of large amounts of information. Gamma waves, 31 to 100 hertz. These waves are present during the highest level of information processing. So right now you're using your gamma. 
and integrated multiple multiple regions of the brain to work together through most mentally taxing moments. The exact borders between each level of these brain waves are contested. However, the best way to think about these levels of brain activity is like the gears of a car. The lowest hertz correspond to the first gear. And as the hertz increase, so do the gears and the quote-unquote speed of the car. Patent US 4395600A filed in 1980 by Proactive Symptom, uh, Sy- Systems is a form of ambient auditory signals meant to dilute and uh, <clears throat> potential shoplifting by overlaying them in the background of the music in the shopping area. So the, the patent reads, the ambient auto signals from the customer shopping area within the store sensed and fed to a signal processing cir- circuit that produces a control signal which varies the vi- uh, variations in the amplitude of the sense audio signals. A controlled circuit adjusts the amplitude of the auditory subliminal anti-shoplifting message to increase with increasing amplitudes of sense audio increased and decreased with decreasing amplitudes of sensed audio signals. This amplitude controlled subliminal messages may be mixed with background music and transmitted to the shopping area. To reduce distortion of the subliminal message, its amplitude is controlled to increase at the first rate slower than the rate of the increase of the amplitude ambient sound. (laughs) Essentially what it's saying is this was something that was created to put in music so like when you're in the store especially back in the day and you they they played music that you, like you would hear the music and it wasn't a song per se like off the radio but the tune was a song off the radio so it was a tune that you were familiar with okay so they would play whatever and you're like oh that's the beatles but it's not really the beatles it's just the music and it's not even the actual beatles music it's just the tune or whoever. I'm just picking the Beatles because I like the Beatles. It could have been, you know, current type music of the time. Music that the people in the store would be familiar with. So, so you'd be shopping, you know, in the department store, wherever you were at. And you would hear these tunes. And, <clears throat> and the music was never loud. It's not like you go into these stores. And, and they kind of gotten away from that anymore, really. If you think about it, if you go to stores anymore... Any stores, you don't really hear music anymore. I don't know why, um, and I don't know if that's if you can correlate the fact that that doesn't happen as much and shoplifting's higher than it was back then. I don't know, but you would be in a store and you'd hear the music. Right? What was it called? Muzak playing, right? And you're like, oh, that's a, that's catchy. Oh yeah, that's a, that's the Go Go's, whatever, and. Uh, I'm thinking 1980, so that's why I came up with that. Um, in the meantime, you're singing the song, even though there's no words. The music's a little bit different because it's not actually the Go-Go's. It's just an overlay. And you're not thinking about, you know, and I can't, it's hard for me to say this because if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have the aptitude to shoplift, then you wouldn't be thinking all oh, that music to have anything to do with it. But maybe it does. Maybe you don't realize it. This method was employed across 50 stores at the time and showed a reduction in shoplifting. 
David Tyler, whose Oregon-based company created distributed—I always have trouble with this word—distributed these subliminal messaging programs. Said stores that implemented the program showed an average of 30 to 50 percent reduction in shoplifting. So, it worked. This technology can be used for good, and the evidence shows it already has been. However, Representative Dan Glickman of Kansas was so troubled by the ulterior use of the technology that he had a hearing on the Science and Technology Subcommittee. He voiced a concern over the Orwellian nature of this technology. He went on to state, Clearly, we need to take a closer look at the use of subliminal communication technology given the serious moral, ethical, and legal implications posed by some of the recent innovations. The timing of the subcommittee discussing Orwellian technology being used on unsuspecting people is ironic, as it was done in the year 1984. So in the book, 1984, Orwell wrote, We control life, Winston, at all its levels. You are imagining that there is something called human nature, which will be outraged by what we do and will turn against us. But we create human nature. Men are infinitely mowable. Patent U.S. 650614B of 6148B2 filed in 1997 by Hendrix Lose, which is said to be a fictitious name. And it's interesting because generally <clears throat> it's a U.S. patent. And I'm going to get into Hendrix Luce a little bit deeper in, in the patents that he, uh, assuming, did. So this is for nervous system manipulation by electromagnetic fields or from monitors. Here's the breakdown of the patent. Psych, uh, psychological effects have been observed in the human subject in response to stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnet fields that are pulsed in certain frequencies near a half a hertz to 2.4 hertz. Now, as I talk about these hertz, remember the numbers I'm giving you because I'm going to tell you something here in just a little bit. And it'll kind of freak you out a little bit because it did me. <laughs> Such as to excite a sensory resonance. Many computer monitors and TV tubes, when displaying pulse images, emit pulsed electromagnetic fields or sufficient amplitudes to cause such exaction. <clears throat> it is therefore possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a nearby computer monitor or TV set. For the latter, the image pulsing may be embedded in the program material, or it may be overlaid by modulating a video stream either as an RF signal or as a video signal. The image displayed on the computer monitor may be pulsed effectively by simply by a simple computer program. For certain monitors, pulsed electromagnetic magnetic fields capable of exciting sensory, re sensory resonance in uh, nearby subjects may be generated, <coughs> excuse me, even as the display images are pulsed with subliminal intensity. Now, why is that important? So, you got to think, in 1997, okay, the internet was, uh, 
just starting to um, get big, right? So, I mean, the internet essentially emerged in 1989, right? The, the, the usage of it. So you, you got to think back in trying to think probably 95, um, you know, it, it started to get big. That's when you had AOL and you got mail, right? 97. I'm going to look at something. I meant to look at this real quick. <clears throat> okay, so um I know this is I know this is mind boggling stuff here. Okay. Uh okay. <laughs> so that's that's interesting. I I'm glad I looked that up because that is very interesting. I'll tell you what it is in a second, so hang tight. Um, what I was looking up, and this has a lot to do, and I'll read on here in a second, but real quick, this has to do with meg with the hertz, half hertz to 2.4 hertz. Those numbers are important, okay? This particular patent was filed in 1997, okay? Do you know what started being formatted in 1997? Now, you got to think we're talking about TV tubes, computer monitors, pulsating images, right? So in 97, think back. So you're talking, what's that, uh, 26 years ago, right? So <clears throat> you had, you know, most people probably had a, a computer in your house. You, you know, we, nowadays we use laptops and iPads and iPhones and Galaxies and Samsungs and whatever, right? Not a lot of people nowadays actually have a home computer like you had back in the day. You had the tower with the, with the, I guess it wasn't a CD <laughs> ROM. It was like a floppy disk or whatever, you know. And you, you had your plug-in, your dial-up um, internet. Most of us had AOL. And um, in 1997, the invent of Wi-Fi started. Now, most of us didn't have Wi-Fi. I mean, I would say the average household probably didn't start getting Wi-Fi until, what, maybe 10 years ago, right? On on average, I mean, I would say just about every house, every, every place you go nowadays uses Wi-Fi. Your grocery stores, your, your Walmart, your shopping malls, your doctor's office, uh, McDonald's, <laughs> right? They all have a, a Wi-Fi system. Your bars, your, your wherever you go. Have you ever been somewhere, wherever, and you get on your phone, you get on Facebook, let's say, and uh, you get a thing on your phone that says, oh, Wi-Fi available, uh, guest Wi-Fi, you know, whatever. So it's, it's everywhere Wi-Fi is. Most of us have it in our house, right? Most of us, like I'm on my laptop right now doing this show. I'm not hardwired in, okay? The only thing in my house that's hardwired into the Internet is the TV in the family room. Everything else in this house runs on Wi-Fi. My laptop. The computer that's in this room also. Phones, our iPads, all the smart TVs, right? Every this I'm not 
not this is everyone's house i'm not like bragging like i have anything special that's everybody that's listening to this is in the same situation no matter what country you live in and i'll tell you why that's important here in just a second <clears throat> so back when this patent was filed his idea was the pulsating effects through computer screens and and tv screens now even though most of us or a lot of people, I don't know the percentages, but you know, let's say 50-60% of households probably had a computer in them. And as you guys well are well aware, the computers, they were slow, they sucked. You get on your uh, AOL, you might could look up some stuff, you might could, uh, what was it, instant message your friends. You know, there wasn't a Facebook or anything like that back then. But you... Um, <clears throat> It was there. It was kind of like a cool thing to have. I think our first computer, was my ex-wife at the time, was a gateway. And I, I, I want to say we spent an absorbent amount of money for that stupid computer. And uh, that we really couldn't afford, <laughs> mind you. But um, <clears throat> you, um, you didn't use a computer like you use it nowadays. But you watched TV. Now, this was, of course, back before there was flat screen TVs, right? You still had your regular TV with a big tube in it. And come the advent of plasma and then flat screen TVs. And we, we as a, at least in this country, got away from using antennas, right? You had cable TV back then. I mean, some people still had antennas, but the majority of the people had cable TV of some sort. And then as time progressed, you might still have cable, but then you had Wi-Fi. And then some people, like, we don't even have cable. We just have Wi-Fi. And then we have streaming services, right? Which is a lot of people go to that nowadays, right? That's nothing special. A lot of people have, like, Hulu and YouTube TV and Sling. And you got the Netflix and, you know, whatever else. The different streaming services. Paramount Plus and... Apple TV and Amazon and whatever, right? And I, that's kind of the wave of the future. Now, why am, why am I talking about this? I have no earthly idea what I'm trying to get to. No. So I'm going to get back to my reading here. Psychological effects have been observed in human subjects in response to simulation or stimulation of the skin with weak electromagnetic fields that are pulsed with a commercial that wants to play while I'm doing my show here. Cool. We'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and mute that. <laughs> of course, you know, I'm just playing, trying to play some background music, you know, but no, we got to have, we got to have a, uh, all right, play, shit. <laughs> we got to have background commercial to subliminally get you to, to buy something, right? <laughs> all right. Um, with certain frequencies near a half hertz to 2.4 hertz, such as to excite the sensory resonance, many computer monitors and TV tubes, when displayed pulse images, emit pulse elect electromagnetic fields of sufficient amplitudes to cause such excitation. Why is the music not playing? Play. Christ in heaven. God bless it. <laughs> it's like 
<laughs> Technology, am I right? <laughs> am, am, am I right? Anyway. Um, blah, blah, blah. Where was I at? The frequencies described in the abstract is, a, is in the delta range. There the mind is most susceptible and known to be used in hypnotherapies. Let me turn that down. It came in hot all of a sudden. It is therefore possible to manipulate the nervous system of a subject by pulsing images displayed on a nearby computer monitor or TV set. For the latter, the image pulsing may be embedded in the program material or it may be overlaid by modulating a video stream, either as an RF signal or as a video signal. Having subliminal messages overlaid in images pulsating at a frequency in the delta range creates a direct pathway to subconsciousness, subconsciousness through frequency following responses. Frequency following response is the process in which an external stimuli pulses at a certain rate of the brain mimics. Lieutenant Wayne McDonald explains FFR well in his analysis of the gateway process, which we'll get to momentarily. The implications of the technology can lull an unsuspecting viewer into a dreamlike state and have subliminal messages overlaid in, in it are boundless on a mass scale, especially given the rate of human, in which humans are exposed to screens and media content. The CIA recently disclassified the Army Intelligence Report about the Monroe Institute gateway process. This process involves using a form of binaural beats known as hemisync to bring the hemispheres of the brain into coherence with the rest of the body and the world around us. The report outlines the conclusion that are nothing short of incredible, such as the plausibility of out-of-body experiences, austral projection, and even remote viewing of someone's past and future. As in, <clears throat> um, so, voice to skull technology. Now, you know those crazy people who hear voices inside their head. Sure, some of them are mentally ill, but immediately dismiss all the occurrences as type of insanity is flat out wrong. Patent US 601-7302A was filed in 1997 also by Hendrik Loest. The abstract is strikingly similar to the previous patent under the same pseudonym where the target frequency is a half to two and a half uh, range. I already read you the thing on that. So, um, <clears throat> The main difference lies in the targeted approach of law enforcement and potential standoff situations as stated, but the applications can vary to much more than what is stated. Early stage versions of these technology have been known about the even reported on the Science Channel on laying parts in V2K technology. Um, <clears throat> even the producers of Mega Science realize more sinister applications in which the technology could be used for across masses. The te technology has been suspected of being tested on inmates in Utah who were used as human guinea pigs to test out human response to a long-term exposure. The following excerpts from a 1988 letter uh, from uh, David James Frutus, who was a prisoner in Utah State Prison. I began to receive or hear high frequency... I don't know if that's what he sounds like, but... <laughs> tones in my ears. 
like the test patterns on the TV, the volume. I'm not going to read it. Uh, you know, whatever. He, he he heard voices. He heard noises. And I guess essentially this is the way it breaks down. The military weaponizes these technologies as being slowly leveled, uh, revealed decades and after claims were deemed conspiracies. Of course, right? Former DARPA scientist and top secret security clearance holder Paul Batchko uh, has stated the transmission from cell phone towers are categorized as terrorist acts against unsuspecting populace, he says. I have stumbled across an advanced technology that I would classify as synthetic telepathy. It clearly uses the cellular towers to, to transmit illegal signals. It sounds unbelievable, but is actually technology being used on civilians in the U.S. My basic research does indicate that such technology can exist, dates back to the V2K mind wave technology of the 1970s. This does appear to be much more advanced version that follows, I'm sorry, that allows open communication of human mind and mind bridges. These claims by Batcho uh, fall in line with a FOIA filed by Muckrock in which they were asked asking for files related to investigations into Antifa and white supremacy groups in, in 2018. In one of the bundles, there was a file titled EM Effects on Body on, human, on the human body. In this case, stands for electromagnetic. The following si slides were included in the file. So, it, it's, I can explain the picture. So, it's talking about cell towers, but it's also talking about um, different, like, like vans. Uh, like a, uh, like a FBI surveillance van, let's say. Or helicopters using these things. Muckrake, Muckrock, I'm sorry, states that there is no proper sourcing material and that these don't appear to be government-created documents. Further investigation into the matter was stonewalled. There, are, there is a feeling many people, including myself, describe when they spend days away in a remote setting away from civilization, away from regular use of phones or any other screens. That feeling is one of mental clarity and the calmness that is difficult to classify. The technical reasoning behind the feeling is much more apparent after researching this topic in depth. Uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski <laughs> has said that controlling a million people is definitely harder than killing them, right? The amassed toolkit of control has made that control much easier. So, this um, Hendrix Los, okay, he has done three, six, it looks like about 11 different patents here. And I'm, I won't read the numbers, um, but I'll tell you what they are. Manipulation of the nervous system of bioelectrical fields was one. Pulse vari variability in, um, in electric fields. Okay, that's... Looking at my phone, hold on. <laughs> An electrical field manipulation of the nervous system. Electrical fringe field generator for manipulating nervous systems. Magnetic exactation of sensory responses. Pulse, pulsative manipulation of the nervous system. Subliminal acoustic manipulation of nervous system. It's the one we were talking about. Thermal exactation of sensory resonance. Remote magnetic manipulation of the nervous system. Optic instrument 
uh, for measurement of particle size distribution, multiple wavelength instruments. So, <clears throat> what does this what does this really have all to do with anything? I have no idea. I found this. I saw some stuff. I figured I'd talk about it. You're welcome. Um. So, we talked about the Hertz, right? So, in um. 1997 was the advent of Wi-Fi. Like I said, we all use Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi runs between 2 and 4 uh, hertz. Not megahertz, but just hertz. So if you recall, we talked just a few minutes ago about the, uh, the brain waves, right? Let me get back to it real quick. Where's it at? And delta, right? was between 1.1 and 3 hertz. And um, this is the ideal state for hypnotherapy where the subconscious is most uh, is most susceptible. All, uh, also, the dominant brain waves for infants. So, <clears throat> this is probably a good reason as to why, and, and I'm not lecturing you guys because I'm guilty of it as far as grandchildren are concerned, my kids who have children are guilty of this and it's not through their fault but okay so i have my grandson he'll be two next month okay so much like most kids they're addicted to something on tv like with cam it's um what's it miss rachel on youtube right the stupidest show i've ever seen in my life and it's just some chick and her husband, <laughs> like low budget as hell. This lady's probably a millionaire. And it just draws him in. Okay? And, and I'm not picking on him. I'm not picking on his parents. That's just kids, they get attached to something. His is this person. Um, you know, my, my granddaughter, Luna, she, she'll be six. Or she just turned six, actually. Um, she's like with Bluey. So is there some sort of subliminary pulsating situation? Probably. Not to mention the fact that you, most kids, most people, like I said, like, like Cam watches this stuff on his iPad or his, his mom's phone or whatever. And what are you, what are you using when you're on your phone? Well, you're using Wi-Fi. Or you're using the cell towers. Okay, so if all of these things are working in conjunction with each other, it's a lot easier than back in 1997 when Wi-Fi was just getting started and hardly anyone had that technology. Everyone was hardwired in. It was probably a little harder to manipulate through these waves. What happened back in the day was more the the old school 25th frame method of manipulation right where the eye see 24 frames per second and that 25th is where they get you so if you ever seen the movie uh, they live with rowdy Roddy Piper this similar situation where the subliminal messages were hidden underneath stuff you couldn't see it like you look at the billboard and it was a Coca-Cola ad. You put the glasses on and it said obey or whatever, you know. 
and this is a similar situation. Now, what are they, what would they be doing? Is this a situation where you see these cell towers everywhere? And then what do we do as, as human beings, or at least Americans? We, you, you have service, you have service, you have service, you can get on your phone, you can get on Facebook, you can get on Twitter, you can get on whatever. You're good, you're good, you're good, you're good. And then all of a sudden, bam, you have no service. Then you get so pissed off. You get so frustrated, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm saying we because I'm one of them. Because we love technology so much that when it stops working, it upsets us. But was this all a plan? Now, this Hendrix Lose. Oddly enough, I know this is probably going to come as a shock to you. Worked for the DOD and was part of DARPA. And that right there should tell you <laughs> all you need to know about this one. Okay. DOD, right? Department of Defense. DARPA stands for something. <laughs> I guess I I guess I could look that up real quick. I, I know I know I've we've talked about this before. So, so let me see here. Let's copy. Let's go over here and we'll paste. And then we'll look it up. I'll give you the exact meaning. Defense Advanced Research Project Projects Agency. Okay. Now, there's a lot of things involved with DARPA. A lot of different sneaky, sneaky stuff. Okay. So, here's a person who works or worked. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Um, worked for the DOD, Department of Defense, also DARPA. And then he's creating patents for uh, mind control, essentially, through means of, of um, I'm sorry, I was reading something, <laughs> for uh, the government, right? And back in the day, and we've done shows about MK Ultra and stuff like that. And um, the uh, that was that was chemical manipulation, right? They gave you a they gave these subjects a drug, whether it was a, like LSD, marijuana, whatever the case was, and then convinced them to do things via the drug, right? We believe, and we've talked about this before, that now mind control is in your hand, is in your pocket. Every single person, I, I want to say, <laughs> I, I've every person I've ever seen has a cell phone. Even the guys on the corner begging for money seem to have a cell phone. It's almost like, and even if you forget about every single person, think about everyone you know has a cell phone. The only exception might be your kids. Okay, so like my daughter has three daughters, three girls. Uh, 11, 6, and 1. None of them have a cell phone, obviously. The 11-year-old knows how to use the phone to FaceTime. And, and, and between the two of them, they get on the iPads and they play their games and they do their things. Cam is my son's son. He's about to be two. 
I don't know how well he can manipulate a cell phone, but he uses it. He gets on there and plays games and watches videos and whatever. Uh, I, 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 the other day, obviously, took his mom's phone and did a selfie. So you got that going for you. <laughs> but um, when 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 Layla was little, okay, when when her when she was born, her mom still lived with us. Okay, so I watched Layla just about every day. The only time I would let her use the iPad was to use to to um, do word games, like to spell, um, identify words, do math, stuff like that. When she was one, two. Now this girl is eleven years old. She'll talk your ear off about stuff that no eleven-year-old should talk about. She's very much into Jesus and God and the Bible. She can quote you stuff from the Bible. She's into science and rocks and the Lion King. She can draw like she belongs at Disney. And I'm not just saying that as a proud, proud grandpa. But I think it's a situation of when you take these little kids and you, and you use the technology in your favor... It creates a different species of person. Now, I'm not putting her above any of the other grandchildren. But I'll say this about that. She was taught differently from a young age. And I think if you have young children or if you have young grandchildren, maybe instead of letting them watch TV shows of whatever kind on the phones or on the TV give them um, learning technology okay now a lot of these TV shows and YouTube TVs and whatever they they may be or they may seem to be informational and teaching but the only way you can actually know that is if the child is learning from that if you're watching you know, a TV show or, you know, a, a kid's learning program and, and the person's teaching you how to your colors or your shapes or, or whatever. And the kid learns those, then, OK, it's working. But if he if he or she, if the kid's not learning, then is it beneficial for them or is it just keeping them occupied? And and I'm not saying I think when my kids were little, obviously, we didn't really have that technology back then but we still sat them in front of the TV and they watch cartoons um, I think nowadays it's even worse because of the Wi-Fi, the cell phones the cell towers, I mean you probably look at your window, drive, drive down your street and probably within a mile of wherever you're at there's a, at least one cell phone tower like I said Wi-Fi is everywhere and we don't think of it. We think of it as convenience. Now, we've talked about that on the show. Convenience. Everything is brought to us as convenience. In the meantime, is it controlling us? Now, and I'll, and I'll, I'll close it out with this. So, one of the patents also was about TV or brainwasher. And it's another patent. Um, and um, <laughs> they discovered in this patent that has confirmed that television is, in fact, 
a brainwashing tool used to manipulate manipulate viewers. And once again, no shit, really. <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Like this is actually stuff that's put in these televisions. What and and these are patents that were done 20, 30 years ago. So you got to imagine that it's worse now. And with the addition of Wi-Fi, cellular services, and stuff like that, it's probably amplified it. And I'll give you a perfect example. And I said this to my wife today. It's, <laughs> what did I say? Uh, fucking, uh, so she bought some. She was on, uh, so infomercial, I called it infomercials and, and Facebook commercials is what I called it. You watch TV, and if you're if you're older, if you're fat, if you're skinny, if you're, you know, whatever, you see these commercials for for a product of some sort, and you think, oh, I'd really like to lose some weight. Maybe I should buy some Golo. Oh man, I'm getting kind of old. My skin's getting kind of wrinkly. Maybe I should buy some de-wrinkler, whatever. Right? <laughs> we talk about these things, and we have a conversation about car parts let's say or guns or whatever and then sure shit you get a commercial that pops up on your computer again or well there's no commercial eh, someone's talking to me anyway <laughs> i don't know what that just was i don't know if you heard it but i'm gonna mark that time now and see if it was something or if i'm just losing my mind anyway um you can have a conversation with your friend, then you get on your phone, you get on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and you see a commercial for it. Your phones are listening. Okay, yeah, I think they are. I think your TVs, I think your computers, I think everything's listening to you. Then, then the point of that is you get on Facebook, for example, and you're like, oh, well, you know, you see a commercial for whatever. And you don't think about it today, but then tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, it's still there. So you think, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and buy it. It's like I, to the point where I told my wife, she got so bad with buying shit that popped up on Facebook. I said, you have got to stop buying shit that pops up on Facebook. Because half of the stuff is a scam. Okay? I fell for it once. And they got me. I, you know, it's not like I paid hundreds of dollars. I don't remember what it was. 10, 20 bucks, whatever it was. And they sent me a fish descaler and a fucking Kobe Bryant poster. And it was supposed to be some decanter set. Okay? My wife falls for this shit all the time. So I said, look, if you see something on Facebook that you think's cool, oh, that's cool, I'd like to buy that. Look it up on the internet. Don't don't click on it. It's it's a way to draw you in. It's suggestive selling. But I think it, it coincides with the Wi-Fi, the cellular, the pulsing things from your computer screen or your iPad or your television set. And you don't even realize it's happening. Another thing they say you shouldn't do, and I'm guilty of this also, is go to sleep with the TV on. Because, now, mind you, I'll put on Netflix, and I'm usually asleep within 20 minutes, so it's not a big deal. But, um, and there's no commercials. It's just whatever's on TV. And, uh, but if you put on, like, regular TV... And you're watching whatever you're watching. There's going to be commercials. So if your TV is on for an hour or two hours, whatever, like your sleep timer set for, what are you hearing 
that you don't know you're hearing. You, know, you see what I'm saying? So, I think an interesting point is too, like a conspiracy theory that was floating around when the vaccines were coming, was the, uh, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but they were saying there was these uh, magnetic stuff in the, in the vaccine. Graphene oxide, I think is what it was called. And was that working in conjunction with the 5G? That was a big thing, like a year or so ago. And then I was like, I don't know, it's a little far-fetched. You know, you'd see the videos where people put a magnet on their on their skin and, oh, look, it's raising up, it's raising up. Oh, my God, my skin. This is crazy. And it's like, you know, yeah, yeah okay, whatever, you know. But then you start, you start to think about it, and I'm reading these articles, and I'm reading this stuff, and it's like, here's patents passed by a, a guy who may or may not exist because you can't really find anything on him. But nonetheless, patents exist with his name on it. That this person worked for the DOD and DARPA, which involved magnetic electromagnetic fields, which involved low hertz, which coincides with the same amount of hertz that uh, the Wi-Fi transmitters use, with the same amount of hertz that your cell phone towers use. Is there any coincidence that these hertz that are controlling your devices also are in the same wavelength of your deep REM sleep? You go to bed at night. The Wi-Fi is still on. You know, if you use a smart TV or an iPad or whatever, and you're winding down, you're going to bed, that Wi-Fi is kicking. What is it really doing? What's really going on? I'm not a scientist. I have no idea. But it makes me wonder, too, if the vaccine and the graphene oxide had anything, if that is a real thing, I should say. If, if the people that have gotten the vaccine, especially if you've got multiple shots, is that in conjunction with the Wi-Fi and the cell towers and whatever else making it worse for you? Are there, there are situations of these people who don't sleep well, who have nightmares, who wake up in the middle of the night? You probably know people like this. Could it be all of this is combining? Was that why there was such a push to get this vaccine? COVID's over, right? And for the people that didn't really believe, COVID's been over. You still see people wearing masks. Those are the people that's been scared since day one. These are the people that might be touched a little bit. We noticed that some of the younger generation, they're a little more sensitive. They're a little more worried about things. And they're also the ones that are constantly on their phones. It's just something to think about. That it's easier to kill a million people than it is to control a million people or is it in this country I don't know how it is in other countries but in America cell phone towers are everywhere I would I would venture a guess that upwards of 90 some odd percent of households have Wi-Fi and even if you don't have Wi-Fi for whatever reason 
you go somewhere that does. Whether you have it in your house or not, you are still exposed to Wi-Fi. How do you say that, Don? Like I said, grocery stores, department stores, restaurants, doctor's offices, hospitals, all have Wi-Fi. Even if you don't log in on your cell phone and use their Wi-Fi, it's still there. It's still emitting a pulse. It's still working. Oh, well, I don't have a an iPhone or a, a, a smartphone. I use a, a flip phone, so I can just dial. I don't have the pulsating images from the screen. The Wi-Fi is still transmitting. You don't have to physically be using the Wi-Fi. It's still transmitting. What is it telling you? It's funky shit going on, guys. And it's been going on. This isn't new. But, like I said, food for thought for the weekend. With that being said, guys, it is uh, May 12th, 2023. I am your host, Don Q. Please follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America while you're on your computer using your uh, Wi-Fi. <laughs> Check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Please follow the podcast on uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. And then please share this with your friends. Other than that, guys, you have a great Friday. Have a great Mother's Day weekend. Have some fun. Be nice to your mom and your wives and your sisters and all the moms out there. And you guys have a lovely day, a lovely weekend, and we'll talk to you again. Uh, I'm hoping Monday I have another doctor's appointment, so we'll see. I might not come back Monday. It might be Tuesday, but follow the show, guys, and you'll see me when I pop up on the on the screen and, and say, hey, what's up? Other than that, guys, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>